Guys, I got some serious, serious business to talk about. And I ruined, well, I didn't ruin, but my perfect driving record is thrown out the window. No speeding tickets, no traffic violations, no car accidents. Totally diminished by the worst person in the world. And that is the one person who we should really be talking about defunding. And that's the State Highway Patrol, ladies and gentlemen. Sheesh. Sheesh. <laughs> I just don't understand how you wake up one day and decide, I am going to stroke tickets for a living. You don't do anything cool. You don't work in a city limit. Yet we always find you in our cities trying to find someone speeding. Absolutely insane to me, guys. So I get pulled over. I'm out, uh, you know, going to a, a, a business um meeting out in Mansfield and I if you guys know from my snapchats I I complain about the shithole that is Mansfield every time I'm there I think it's a mini Detroit a rundown gross as fuck and they're only known for having a prison so I'm driving out to Mansfield and have you been to Mansfield before yes uh, fucking disgusting it's disgusting middle of nowhere middle of nowhere um everything's congested one-way lanes I hate it. I absolutely hate it. And I'm going down a, a 50 mile per hour highway. And this is how you know you're you're riding into a trap. It's a 50 that for 10 yards turns into a school zone. Ah, uh, trap. And then goes back to 50. Mm. Um, obviously, I'm just following my GPS because I'm not familiar. I'm making hella turns. And so I just see I'm going. It says 50. That's all what I'm going to do. I'm going to go 50. I get... I see this cop pulling out. And mind you, this is a four-lane state road, state route. He cuts me off uh, or tries attempts to cut me off. I get over into the next lane and pull over. He flies past me, pulls over this minivan. So I keep start driving again. But he stops in the middle of the road, gets out, points at me, and like throws his hand to this parking lot. I'm like, this fucking asshole is trying to do a two-for-one. He's pulling over two people at the same goddamn time. I said, you're a fucking bitch for this. And honestly, I'm confused because I, I don't speed. I'm like a, like, I'm a very um, good civilian when it comes to driving. I'm a, always, I'm a very safe driver. And I really do take pride in my perfect driving record. So he pulls me over. I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, I wonder what this is. Immediately, I'm thinking, like, maybe it's the tint on my window. So I roll both my front windows down. Like, huh? Well, he might ask, but I'm not letting him check it. Um, he comes up to the car like, you know how fast you were going? I said, yes, sir. He said, uh, any reason you were going 50 in a school zone? And I said, sir, my GPS says 50. And I looked, I looked down and I said, and that sign says 50. He goes, yeah, but you see that? And he pointed to this crosswalk. He goes... Son, that's a school zone right there for about 10 yards. I go, oh, okay. You know, I try to be very polite. So I pull out my insurance. I pull out my driver's license. And I pull out my di my dad, being a police officer, gave me a courtesy card. I said, look, sir, I've never been pulled over. Perfect record. Here's this. He takes it. He goes, oh, your dad, you still work here? Yep. You still live here? Yep. He goes, all right. Hands me the courtesy card back. He goes, I hope you know this isn't going to help you. Uh, I said, yeah. You fucking punks. So he, he walks back to the other car. The first car he pulls over, starts getting their information, writes the ticket, comes back to me, but lets that car go. So I'm like, hey, maybe he'll let me off. You know, he just didn't want to do it with two people. Today's no, Satan. shows up and then writes me going five more miles per hour. He writes me 55 in a 20 in a school zone. Dude, that's going to fucking give me so many. You can't speed that fast nah. through a school zone. He fucked my shit up. That's um, like, oh, that's that's a that's a like a that's a reckless op, honestly. If it is, if he so wanted to, it, he probably is. He's a fucking what asshole. A fuck. Um, so as I'm as I'm getting ready to pull out, I go, so sir, when I pull out of here, what's going to be the speed limit? Mind you, he pulled me over five yards from where he originally turned his lights on. Mm -hmm. He goes, oh, it's going to be fifty, and I was just like. Dude, you just said that this road is not 50, and you, you made me seem like I was fucking mad for saying it. I, di I absolutely did not get it. But what I want to know is how much these assholes make a year. You know, I'm really curious to see if it's even worth the amount of time or if you simply just hate people. You know, it's one or the other. You're either getting paid out the fucking wazoo 
to write tickets or mm. you are the scum of the earth. Uh, for for Ohio? Uh, Just it, in general, I guess. I don't know what, what they make. I'm it sure. On, it honestly ranges depending on, obviously, experience. So what, do you see any general price range? Uh, starting out like forty four like 45000 a year. Which is pretty common, I feel like, through um, all. And people police. have reached a total of like 75000 a year, so. Jeez. I mean, yeah. Honestly, it's not that much to be a fucking asshole, in I my opinion. Know. You could go be a real cop. You could go do something real with your life. I mean, I feel like if you if you made less than forty thousand a year, then you should be an asshole. But like you're you're making like pretty decent money for yeah. considering. No, you you are making good money, but not enough to be a piece of shit. No, not enough to. I, this is what I don't understand. Why aren't we putting these assholes on the news? Uh, why don't we hold them accountable? You know, here, and hear me out. We're talking about defunding the police, right? Um, Sometimes totally justified, but overall, I be- I believe police are good for the most part. Um, but we say that it's a racist thing. You know, they're racist. State highway patrolmen are racist, but hear me out. I don't mean against one color. They are racist against the human race. They hate everyone equally. They don't care. Mm-hmm. They don't give a fuck. They're not looking to cut brakes. And if you're a state highway patrolman listening to this. Go fuck yourself. How about that? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm not that hateful. Start you know? cutting brakes. Yeah, start cutting brakes and stop, dude, dude. Speeding tickets. Go find a new career path. You're like, uh, you're basically like the dude that rides around in that little golf cart giving out parking tickets. It, both trash ass jobs. Like I, I feel like a state highway patrolman is somebody is the asshole police officer in the city that writes you a ticket for jaywalking. Yeah, Who yeah. Who the fuck writes a ticket for jaywalking? But proudly, like, goes home like, sweetie, you won't believe what I did today. Yeah, this fucker was walking across the street, and I got his Flicked ass. Flicked his ass. Got him. And then, after that, I went, found some 13-year-old smoking with cigarettes, and I popped them, too. I got the cigarettes still in the car if you want to smoke them with me. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking I'm weirdos. Give you the weed, though. Yeah, That's right. That's mine. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. when I was a kid, actually, I've never even talked about this on on the um, episode. But when I was a kid, I followed. I do you ever have to do like when you shadow someone in like junior high, like shadow a career? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I got to shadow my dad, and that was like the coolest thing because I, I was like, oh, I get to go work night shift and with the dad, police. So. And it's my dad. I'm like, hell yeah. Keep in mind, I mean, you've known me since probably I was a freshman in Mm -hmm. high school. Mm -hmm. Since you know me, I look like a goddamn grown man. Mm -hmm. Have I not? Mm -hmm. So a werewolf on your fucking face. Right, (laughs) right. In eighth grade, it was no different. So I get there, and they're like, all right, you know, wear black, wear some jeans, uh, maybe some boots if you're going to need them. Okay. They give me a bulletproof vest and an Amherst beanie, like an Amherst PD beanie. So I'm rocking in the cruiser. We're making stops and shit. This is like, will you find out when when Barack ran for his first campaign? Was it 2008? Maybe. Um, This was like as he was going around um, doing his his campaigning um, and had just come to Cleveland. It was the night that he was in Cleveland. And so we're flicking all kinds of people wearing Barack Obama merch. It's obviously not intentional, but like one's cars smoking, shit like that. Um, did you find out if it's 2008? Oh, it's loading. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. That shit's so, uh, just so you guys know, our spectrum internet fucking crashed out the first day we're recording, um, for this third season. His presidential campaign was in 2008. Okay. So yeah, definitely was 2008. Um, we pulling people over this and that, um, inevitably we go up and it gets in the later hours of the night, you know, one, 2 a.m., and we pull over this car, leaving a Burger King into a into a no neighborhood to have some some activity. Um, and he runs the plates before he gets out. And it's someone I went I go to school with. Ooh. And I'm like, what the fuck are one? What are they doing driving? Like none of us have our license. And two, why are you out this late? I'm like, actually, what the, who the fuck am I kidding? Like, come on now. Yeah, so we get up. <laughs> right. He's like, hey, so I'm standing outside of the car. Dude's getting patted down, ends up being drunk. And the whole time he's like got his hands on the car and he's just looking at me like in awe. Like, what are you doing? Like, he couldn't even make words of it. Just like, (laughs) what are you doing here, bro? It was fucking with his mind and like seeing me in the bulletproof. Like it all just fucked his head up. 
Um, absolutely insane. Uh, so enough about the police talk. Guys, welcome back to the third season of Mind If I Crash. We're doing things bigger and better this year. And I am excited to announce the newest member of the team, Tommy Boy, Mr. Tommy Zardlinga. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. How are you? I am great. Thank you for I'm jumping here, on. Um, Tommy's going to be rocking with me now. He's going to be, you know, my my right-hand man. He's going to be helping me with a number of different things on the show. Always get him mic'd up. Once we get these cameras rolling in here, we're going to have cameras on him. Hey. Easy on the eyes. I promise you that. Which hand do you jack off with? Uh, left. Oh, good. Okay, because I'm your right-hand man. I'm not trying to be in the hand. That's that, okay. You know, okay. That's absolutely good, okay. Good, good, good. Yeah, I'm Woo! a lefty. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry. Um, so we are... We're going to be rocking out. We're going to find some some dope-ass guests for this season. We're also going to be basically putting together um, a little bit of a team, trying to find someone who has some film editing. It, honestly, when I say that, and just like we talked on the phone, it's not even that hard. Honestly, you could probably figure it out on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I just I don't have enough time to be doing that, um, and I need someone designated to just recording and then getting that recording and laying it over the audio and making sure it doesn't drift so that we can upload these to YouTube. People can actually put a vision to what the fuck it is mm-hmm. we're doing in here. Um, Gotta make it compatible for blind people, man. Yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah. yeah. You know, make a maybe even like blind and deaf have a braille version of our oh, podcast. Sheesh. I mean, I Do you imagine how raunchy that I would be? To, I could sign a whole episode out. Damn. Yeah. You ever but, see that video of that chick at the Flocka concert oh doing gosh, it? And, she, and he thinks it. she's throwing up he gang signs. He didn't even know she was like, she was signing. He thought he had, she was throwing up gang signs. She was in it, man. Dude, that shit was dumbfounded yes, when he found out. Yes, dude. That was fucking hilarious he to was, me. Did you, you know Waka's actually like really fucking smart? Yeah, dude. I love Waka. I met him a few times. Like he's not just a thug. Like, Mm-hmm. I think that's just a persona for real. Like that's just oh, something yeah. he's good at. Yes, he's and he's funny. He's yeah. funny and as Donald hell. Trump loves him. Does he? Oh, loves him. I did not know loves that. His ass. That's fucking cool. I find new shit about Donald Trump every day. Why the fuck does Donald love Waka? That's a headline. Yeah. Donald loves Waka. Donald loves. That sounds like a fucking <laughs> yeah. What that's insane. Yeah. How did they even meet? That's what I want to know. I How the know. fuck does Waka Flocka meet Donald Trump? That that has to be. The end all be all. That ends anything you want to say bad about Donald Trump right there. Well, yeah. maybe not, but still, you know. He got a Lifetime Achievement Award by uh, Donald Trump on, uh, I think it was, it says April 20th of this year. I don't know why, though. Maybe when he was right. I know he did a lot. Like, in his last last few months of, of office, Donald Trump made a lot of moves, mm-hmm. you know. That's kind of cool. Lifetime, damn. Oh, he did it because... Uh, as long as this is correct, it says Waka was reportedly honored for the humanitarian and philanthropic work he completed with Chicago-based nonprofit Daughter of Destiny Outreach, an organization that provides services for women who experience homelessness, substance abuse, trauma, domestic violence, and or mental illness. Wow. So, wow. I didn't even... Wow. Props to fucking Waka, dude. It's so, a, not only is he smart, funny, and fucking talented. Compassionate. Yeah. Damn, Jeez. he's the fucking Package. people's champ right there. And I'm pretty sure him and his wife got some mad good going on. They got to. Yeah, yeah. I think he loves his wife. Yeah, he does, which is cool to see. <laughs> you, you all know? better love your wife. <laughs> all of you. And that's something that I feel like rappers don't think is Not cool. At all. Is they don't rap about it. No, hell no. Nah. Being fucking, being with your girl. Nah. Fuck bitches get money. That's what it is. That is. I mean, that's that's, that's the, the motto. The motto of rap. Um. You been fucking with any new new rappers or listening to anyone new lately? No, honestly, dude. If we're ever in a car, don't ask me to hop on the aux because it'll go from orchestra <laughs> to Do- Johnny Cash to. So you got a good mix up, though. Young Dolph. <laughs> I fuck with Young Dolph. Um, to fucking bedtime lullabies. I'll have. My dude hits dude. the ASMR on the on the aux side. <laughs> I just I can't do it, man. You got you'll go from crying to bashing your head in the headboard. To just sitting in silence because you have like uh, the background music from the the movie Joker that just came out, the weird German <laughs> schlag violin music. Yes. Yeah. No. Mm-mm. Feel like you're riding into war, yeah, driving on the, the highway. <laughs> I am not the guy, dude. Nope. So you keep it you keep it a, a wide variety. I'll I'll say that for myself, no one else. <laughs> right. These are for my ears only. <laughs> for behind closed doors, bro. If sure. I'm driving around, I'm basically either one listening to a podcast. I'm you know a little arrogant so i'll be listening to my podcast mm-hmm. or i'm just listening to trap shit 
Um, I love trap shit. If I'm sitting here, like I'll listen to a lot of alternative rock, you know, um, some of that classic rock, all kinds of mm-hmm. shit. Um, like a lot of music. I get down with country, but I probably couldn't tell mm-hmm. you the name of any country song. No, I couldn't either. Like a recent one, I mean. I get down to country when I'm like camping at Mohican. Yeah, That's yeah. That's I get down. If I'm like, like yep. Cabruin. And... And, and just sitting outside, like beach days, shit like that. Mm-hmm. Cookouts, throwing country music. It matches the vibe every time. Mm-hmm. Um, what about shower music? What do you listen to in the shower? Oh, damn, bro. That's a really good question. I listen to John Legend and Sam Smith a lot. Yeah, I got, okay. I got some pipes on me, man. But I believe you. I, I believe know. you. And maybe, maybe one day we'll hear a little something. Maybe one day, man. Start calling you the wedding singer. <laughs> That's a good question. What do you listen? to? I'm gonna start asking people hey, what you that. Listen to in the shower. What do you listen to? I'm gonna make you start asking everyone that on the show. Any, any guests? What do you listen to in the shower? Oh, First dude, question. I got, I got, I got, I got some like out of the box questions that I that I used to use like when I interviewed uh-huh. when I was a manager at the gym. Like, oh, I would damn. ask people, like, hey, if I give you a paper clip and told you to do three things with this paper clip, you could do whatever you wanted with it, you know? What would you do with it? I want to know where your mind goes. Like, right. Like, see see what type of thinker you yeah, are? Yeah, yeah, That's kind of cool. And so I'm assuming, and tell me if I'm, if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. there's no right or wrong answer. No, not at all. I would tell them all the time in the interview, like, you can you can tell me the most criminal answer if you want. You know, I'll probably still hire you. Right. Like, <laughs> right. I don't care what you say. <laughs> That's cool. People honestly need need someone like that. They need that in a, in a leader, in you a gotta, friend. Yeah, you got to break their brain apart. I like that. You got to see what, 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 what they think about, man. Because, like, when they're up there and they're on the spot and they're working, you, some, a, a customer might throw a question at you that you have no idea how to answer. So that question I asked you during the interview lets me know, like, you know what? You're adaptive. You, you can, can improvise. Yep. Right. So that's, that's kind of what huge. I was looking for. So honestly, just so you guys know, um, I've known Tommy for over 10 years now. Um, we were friends from the second we met. Oh, shit. We were fucking locked in. Um, when I started this episode, he commented immediately on the pilot and just let me know, yo, dude, I'm rocking with you. Um, I hope you know that you ever need anything, you let me know. Um, and I was like, so when I started the podcast, guys, obviously, you know, I dropped that by myself, just basically talking, um, and had no really expectation for it. I just knew that I wanted to do it. And when I had tried to do it in a group setting prior, it never really worked out because you got to hold other people accountable. And sometimes that doesn't happen. So I kind of just let it be. Um, as the episodes progress, though, you realize like sometimes it's it's great having a guest. Sometimes you just realize you need someone um, to fill to fill that void that you're not bringing to the show. And I know Tommy's a great asset in so many ways. And I didn't even realize that you being a boss had to then in turn interview. Like that even makes you more qualified for this position, Mm, which hypes me up even more. Because I didn't even think about like that did not cross my mind. Sure. That's the first thing that I... uh... I've ever qualified for in my life. <laughs> Let's get to it. Yes. Let's get it, baby. Get I high, love baby. it. Um, guys, we're going to be talking about a few uh, goofball topics today. So obviously, we're just going to be um, rolling just us two. So we're going to take a very quick break, and we'll be right back with the rest of the show. Alrighty, guys. And we are back after a quick, quick break. Sorry, I had to poop. <laughs> the, pre, the pre-workout hitting heavy, huh? But... What it do, baby? What it do? We back. Um, so, guys, if if you know me, um, you've probably heard me mention on this multiple times, or if you've just seen me, um, you know that I am bald. Like, I shave my head multiple times a week. Let me tell you, it's got its pros and cons uh, when you're young, but after you turn 21, there is literally no benefit to not having hair. Um, and, and, and let me kind of elaborate on this. So, you know, I start my, like, I noticed like, oh fuck, I'm not about to have hair my senior year. Like that shit got mad thin almost overnight. And I was like, what the fuck? So I kind of just took it on the chin. People were like, yo, like you could, you could, literally (laughs) facts, facts, and then grew it on my chin. So... A lot of people are like, yo, dude, like use Rogaine or get the get the hair surgery. And I'm just like, dude, I'm literally preventing the inevitable. 
Uh, and then one day, someone literally referenced, you look like a convertible with the top down and the windows up. Like, think think on that. A convertible, no top, but the windows up. So you're basically like wow. hair on. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Like a potato with this skin peeled <laughs> Just back. peeled on the top. Yes. Oh. A half peeled potato, bro. Bye-bye. <laughs> Fact. <laughs> fact i said oh no no that this ain't it but when you're young you know you look like a fucking 40 year old man with a bad hairline or if i had already shaved just a bald man so i i have to use it to my advantage you know i can buy me in the boys beer no questions asked you know 18 (laughs) you're in high school going in and walking out with 630 racks you know um, I think that gives it away. I think if you're buying a 30 rack of like Natty Light uh, at f- like six of them at 40 years old, you are either going to crush um, at a beach or you are not 40 years old. You're actually in high school. Right. Eat your cigarettes. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. So outside of that, like in getting into bars and like getting the pass as an adult, um, also, it benefited the people I was with. Like, if I was out and I had someone with me who clearly wasn't that age, if I ordered, they were like, oh, all right, these are two grown adults just by looking at my old ass. But then you turn 21, um, you're able to do whatever you want at that point, and it loses its taste really quick. So it's just like, oh, so now I'm just out here bald as oh, fuck. Now I'm just out here with no hair. And it is what it is. Obviously, you don't have that issue, which uh, is... Well, I mean, I don't have that issue, but, like, my, my grandpa's bald, my mm-hmm. dad is bald, my older brother went bald, that was his fault, because he dyed his hair a bunch. Um, so, I, yeah, and that's it, right? Like, it's poor hair treatment, yeah. or overly Frying treating your hair, shit, right? Like, it, it, no bueno. I mean, I can definitely tell, in like, because I have a faux hawk right now, and I can tell, like, in the front, like, when I look in the in, in the mirror, and the, the, the light's hitting it, I can definitely see my scalp a little bit so i'm afraid that i'm going bald i am gonna opt into a hair treatment because i don't want to go bald dude it's a good thing to do i'm cute so my my man is cute hey i'll tell you what a lot of people are starting to do this hair treatment and it's starting to become really popular honestly it's something like i could do but at this point like my shit is so far gone uh (laughs) it, it still wouldn't look right if i say i overnight eliminated any of the thinning uh, I would still look fucked ass up because the thing done ran all the way to the middle of my fucking scalp. So it is what it is. Um, there are pros and cons to it, though. Like, yeah. I mean, you don't have to spend a lot of time in the shower. You know, you're Maintenance in, you're gone. You're never buying shampoo again. Never. No, you don't need to buy conditioner, bro. Facts. You use your bar soap that you wash your body with. Facts. You know? like, I've, been, I've, been, I've been rocking with the, uh, the Everman Jack lately. Which is like, uh, like kind of like an organic, all natural body wash, but it smells fire as fuck. Um, I, honestly, through and through, like it is convenient. You can literally take a sixty second shower mm-hmm. if you're quick and efficient yeah, about no. it. Only thing you're waiting on is your girlfriend to be done with you. Yeah, <laughs> facts, it. facts. Now you can attest to this. Beard maintenance takes some time. Oh yeah. Um, now I use obviously lots of product in my beard. But I'm also big on the straight razor to get it exactly mm-hmm. dialed in. Mm-hmm. Do you use a straight razor or no. you just use a regular? Honestly, bro, I grow my shit out and I look like a bum. That's I, I, Fair I enough. haven't used product ever really. Uh-huh. Um, I've been told to use product like uh, Matt Cannon. Yeah. He, use, he is a big advocate. He's me all the time. He's got a beautiful Perfect beard. fucking beard. Beautiful beard. Yes. Like, that dude, I'm moving guy, this a little bit closer to you. That guy cuts wood for a living with that beard. In fact, no lumberjack, joke. baby. No joke. Um, yeah, no, honestly, I, it's, it's such a, uh, manly therapeutic thing, you know, like just like taking that time to like dial in. Like, so like today when we get done, that's the first thing I'm going to do is probably shave and touch up the beard exactly how I want. When you have that straight razor, it is like you have the sharpest pencil in the fucking oh, yeah, class, no, I bro. I get a straight razor. When I go get a professional haircut... Yeah, they dial you in with that. Eddie's Barbershop, out in, uh, I think it's Lakewood, my man Brian McComas, shout out to him. He, uh, Dude, he's been doing this shit for years. I've been going to him since I had a mop on my head. Fact. He was the guy that cut the mop off, um, and he 
Use that straight razor. I love it. Dude, it's it's insane. I love it. So let's talk about barbers for a second. Now, I haven't really had to have my relationship with a barber uh, really since I decided to just fully commit to, like, not having hair um, and learning how to, like, treat my beard the way I want it to. Don't get me wrong. Like, for weddings and certain events, I will go to a barber just so I know everything is perfect um, and crisped up. But... When you have that relationship with the barber, it's like you're low-key in a relationship, is it not? Oh, it's like talking. you have mm-hmm. to have commitment, loyalty, and trust. That's what a relationship... Like, my buddy actually cuts my... Well, my buddy now... I, don't, I haven't even seen my barber in months. And like my buddy Spencer, um, he actually cuts my hair. He, he just learned how to do it years ago, and he's been doing a little shit on the side. And he actually does really good. Um, I just don't want to one drive all the way out to lakewood and two covid I, restrictions they can't use a straight razor right now really no oh what the fuck which is fucked up that's bullshit yeah i don't even want to get a haircut at a barber i got i try to get one cut since covid at a barber shop and they told me like we can't use it we can just take it down as far as, as uh, and i was like that literally delete like that's there's no point there. at this point in time they're just creating guidelines they're just creating shit like what the fuck does a straight razor have to do with COVID? And how does that make any of a difference than them being already on my head? Yeah. And, you know, like what, you with the clipper. Like, they'll leave their mask up then. Right. Like, that that, that, that makes, doesn't make that any fucking no sense. sense. And they, yeah. So, I mean, that's well, where I, we're at. When I go get my hair cut from him, he doesn't say hi or anything. The first thing he says is, where you been? Yeah, because they that, and that's it. Uh, a barber will check you and and make you feel like the woman in the relationship immediately, bro. You've been seeing other you've been seeing other motherfuckers. Yep. Who you been to? I, I didn't do me. this. <laughs> I didn't do this cut. It's low key like you got to go six months to grow the shit out, so he doesn't think you went anywhere else. You feel me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but being bald is not bad though. Like I I heard like let women more are more attracted to baldness. Yeah, so I think it's like a bald with a beard is definitely a a look right now. Um, And it doesn't, like, you know, since since I've been bald, I've I've blasted my arms, like I'm tatted, Mm -hmm. neck fucking tatted, Mm -hmm. hands. So it's still like I have that... That waited to kind of like, like represent and describe myself right. without having to do it through a fucking right. hairstyle. I'm actually getting my, my knuckles tattooed tomorrow. Oh, jeez. I'm getting them done. Jeez. You don't know what you're getting yet, you Not said? Yeah. Who do you have? Do you go to the same artist every trip? Um, I usually go to, um, right now, they just opened up their own shop. Uh, mm-hmm. It's been there for a while. It's a total immortal tattoo shop. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't Pablo know. Pablo and Boomer. Yeah, that well, that's where. So that's where uh, Jocelyn get has her entire arm oh, done yeah, by that, them. Yeah, this little this half sleeve was uh, all my work is pretty much done by Pablo. I just got uh, my neck and behind my ears done was by Boomer. Um, but so your I'm neck honestly, piece is sick, bro. I'm getting more, more. Now, when when did what what like what when did you just commit to that? Um, I always knew I wanted a tattoo my throat. Um, so did I. And then just. I'm not going to say when because he told me not to say when I got oh, it. Oh, fair enough. Um, but one day I, I had money in my account, got up, was like, yo, can I get this done? He said, yeah, I went there two and a half hours, he slapped that bitch on me. and He is quick with it. it yeah, two and a half hours, all that color too. And it was most, one of the most painful things in my life. Like, he, got, he had the nose left and I was like, I'm done. He goes, bro, I have five minutes left. I just have to do the nose. Because it fucking, it does hurt, it bro. Hurt. My Adam's apple, man, like. Uh, right brother. when I slapped it on there, I felt like the hottest shit in the world. I knew nobody was going to hire me after that. I didn't <laughs> give a fuck. I'm getting two more. I'm going to be covered. It just it is what it is. So you're going to fill out the neck then? Oh, yeah. I'm getting a Chinese tiger on the one side and a snow leopard on the other side. Fucking Conor McGregor. Yeah. Ruthless fuck. Sheet. Do it. Dude. And as soon as I saw that, I go, oh, damn. Like, that's that That's that real shit right there. Yeah, like, too. it's big. Fucking it's staring perfect. At you. It stares at you. Yeah, I love, I've, I'm rocking with it, and like, the color is perfect. Like I, I, I can tell like when I'm talking to people in a conversation, they're I can looking tell at that. When their eyes go down like I have tits. Like, <laughs> eyes up. Yeah, eyes, eyes up. up, bro. Jeez. No, honestly. So when I got when I got my uh, death wish on my neck, I knew like, dude, it's big and it's fucking giant, filled in black ink. I was just like, and it goes on in my skull. I'm like, all right, oh, well, wow. let's fucking get it. Can, yep. Is it on this side? Uh, on the right side, yep. Okay. Yep, yep. Um, and they started drilling, and I thought, honestly, obviously the tender part of the neck still hurts like shit, mm-hmm. but the skull did not feel. No? 
Not at all. That's weird. It was like a vibration. You would think it would because the bones are underneath the skin. Yeah, but it was just clinking like, and I was just like, oh, that kind of feels good. It was like someone was scratching the shit out of your head. I can't imagine getting my head tattooed. I got my sternum up. Uh, that I hear is fucking oh ruthless, gosh. bro. Don't get a tattoo around your nipple either. Yeah, I, I, I don't plan on it. Hell Definitely don't. Shout don't. out to the women that breastfeed because uh, that nipple area is sensitive. Shout out to y'all, yo. Yep. That's facts. So oh, I 100% want to get my neck done, like like throat um, completely filled. The only thing is, one, I, I know that shit's going to be painful right on the Adam's apple. And two, I mean, that is... Other than like my hand, a very evident location. Yeah, it's so state. as as dope as it looks, it's like sometimes I got to be like, what? I have to get something that is okay to have mm-hmm. there. You know, I can't have anything fucking wild. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, do well, I do. I plan to do it. Yes. What? No fucking idea. Yeah. No I, clue. I don't even know what what what. what made me want to get this big ass gorilla on my neck i had no idea I, I don't know what it was but i was just like hey that shit looks cool let's um, run it let's do it run it up we should probably try to get him on this show boomer? he's probably got hella stories yeah oh, boomer is wild bro yeah Ugh. yep if, if, if any story it needs to be said it has to come from his mouth because i'm not saying shit yeah no <laughs> let's uh we'll maybe we'll try to make that happen because i'm sure i'm sure he's just through moment. and through it won't be a dull moment yeah I'm not, I'm not, not surprised. Um, so the knuckles, I'm going to tell you, I got, uh, the death wish on my knuckle too. Um, it's not, it's not going to be fun. It's not going to be terrible, but it's a hundred percent not going to be fun. Buddy. I don't think it will. Cause I had these crosses in the bridge of my hand. Yeah. Those yeah. Those real bad. Those. So that's like the damn near the palm. That hurt. Dude, I've got death wish all over me. I got it on my, there. You got a death no. wish, bro. I do. <laughs> well, I did, I guess I did have a death wish. Um, that is a very tender area, bro. You're a psycho for that. Um, so we were just talking about this before we went live and this is something that I think of often and it's not so much taking back the time, but if I could go back in time, what I would say to my younger self, um, I think a lot of people think about this and if they don't, they should, because it's a way to reflect Um, And I guess my personal mentality towards life and towards growth is learning from the mistakes um, because there's a lesson in everything in life. Um, It's easy to ignore the the lesson when you're when you're succeeding and making wins and in the moment you sometimes have to take some time or take yourself out of the situation to see things clearly. so that's something that I wanted to talk about is is what we would say to our younger selves. Um, and realistically, I don't know if I would tell myself to do anything differently, but I would I would constantly try to remind my younger self that things will be okay. They will get better, yeah. you know, because there's times and there was moments. I mean, Jesus, you got to understand there was moments in my life where I didn't think that things were going to get worse, but I never saw them being repaired or getting better, you know, and, and it's hard sometimes when you don't have really a place to turn. You don't have many people, you have yourself and you're, you know, the lowest points of my life were, um, states away, you know, I'm on the opposite side of the country alone and like, you know, living on a beach, like trying to just survive. And when I say that, I mean that to the fullest, like hydrate, food and shelter like your bare minimums living like a cave person you know and if i could go back i would go back to that point in my life and just tell myself like look you are going to grow in ways you never thought were possible you're going to accomplish things that you can't even fathom right now Mm -hmm. um but i promise you don't give up because things will get better and i regardless of where anyone's at in life right now i think it's important that you know no matter how bad the situation um Things will get better. Yeah. You know, pain, suffering is temporary. True. I mean, if you, life can only yeah. be as bad as you let it get. And that's facts. Or as, as bad as you let it Allow perceive. It yeah, as, as you perceive it to be. Um, I've, I've learned from all those struggles to, to remain optimistic. Mm, yes. So I can be in a situation that looks absolutely shattered from the outside and still have uh, hope 
and you know courage to to stay strong um and that's that's what i've learned through my struggles that's why i I never would change the past i would accept it for what it is but sometimes i feel like in those moments where you feel alone it'd be nice to go back and be able to tell yourself you're not alone and things will get much better you know i definitely appreciate all the struggles that i went through because i didn't have a good childhood growing up like it was horrible Mm -hmm. and like if i were to sit here and tell stories you'd be like dude how are you like why do you smile all the time why are you so funny like you should be like you should be a, a hermit. You should hate society. Mm-hmm. No, that's just because I'm not a product of my environment. And that's for sure. But if I could change, I w- don't necessarily think I would change my life. But if I could do anything, one, I wouldn't be in a fucking relationship throughout high school and past high school. Um, I wouldn't have other people tell me, hey, no, don't do this because of this. I wish I would have just did what I wanted to do. Yeah. Because I didn't do everything I wanted to do. Like, I wanted to graduate high school and leave the state. I wanted to go to Florida or something. I wanted to... Travel. Yeah, get away for a couple years. Find yourself. Yeah, that's what I wanted to do, but I didn't. So it took me a little bit longer to actually find myself. And I wouldn't... I worked at Planet Fitness for almost seven years, bro. Like... Yeah, dude. Almost a, a decade. Five, five, six years in my 20s. Like, I would take that shit back in a heartbeat and only be there for a couple years. Honestly, bro, I would have been a pizza delivery guy. Mm-hmm. You make bank. I like, No, I believe I it. I done that. I don't I believe have much, it. much regret, but like, there's things that I think I would do a little differently. I think I would have went away to college, uh, cause, just because I wanted to experience like the dorm life and getting fucked up every day. Not saying that I didn't. I found my way to get fucked up. But. Right, right. Honestly, so so college is dope. I for for me, it was like uh, a semester of hardcore partying is about all you need <laughs> to just get it out of your system. Uh, but even before college, I still found myself at a college campus every weekend. Yep, so I might as max. well just been, yeah, like a traveling fucking uh, student partier. Yeah, it's traveling circus. Because we, we came in like a shit show every time we hit mm-hmm. a campus, especially Kent State, because mm-hmm. we did go fucking wild. Um, yeah, I, honestly, those, so those are the, that, that goes right in line with like when people say the ones who smile and are the most caring, sometimes carry the deepest burden so like you know you mentioned you know if you know the things i've been through you'd question why i smile and i think that that is that is how you've grown you know that's that's the growth that you've taken from the struggles um which is a good thing you know it's just it's hard when we go through something um dark especially for years at a time um where it it lives in you you know so Mm -hmm. there's a part that there's a lot of good that can come from it, but there's some irreplaceable darkness mm-hmm. that sometimes people don't take the time to even actually like ask. A forever void. Yeah, how am I doing? Am I okay? You know, and it does have to be in the moment sometimes because people are going through dark shit mm-hmm. and they don't. They might only see one way out, and it's the darkest. Yeah, striving, man. Like I quit Planet Fitness and. I took a step into the unknown. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what the fuck was going to happen. And this is what's fucking happening. Like, boy, I'm cooking right now. I'm in right. the kitchen. And you I feel good. Like, I feel great. I'm not stressed. I don't hate my life. I don't go home and not talk to my girlfriend or my little brother. Like, dude, I come home and I don't, I just, I'm off the walls as soon as I get home. I'm myself. Right. Before, when I came home, I'd just be like, I was super suppressed. Not depressed, but suppressed. I was, I was keeping everything. Out. And, and kind of yeah it, it, that's that's such a shitty place to be you know things it's like a, it's like those moments in life where things could be worse but you don't really see anything good in the situation either you know but you're stuck yep you feel stagnant in life it's a it's a criminal place to be you don't because leave. that place was paying pay, paying for my bills like good money health insurance like it paid for everything so like i i couldn't leave because I was afraid that hey I'm not going to be able to I'm not going to be able to get this again like once I leave it's going to take a, a grip because it took me a while to get to where to I was to work that yeah absolutely but man when it came to the happiness I had to weigh shit out dude the, it was all about happiness it was like I want to smile so I'll do whatever it takes so I'm no no joke just I did up and leave for my two weeks and it was gone yeah and 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 that's there's nothing wrong with that people get complacent and give themselves reasons not to leave a toxic or a shit situation um and it's all those things i mean you're not the only one you know we are all guilty of making excuses as to why we should just stay in a bad situation that we are in Mm -hmm. um 
you know, I, and I get that. There's there's been times where, you, you know, you pick up a you pick up a job, or you get into a relationship, or you form a friendship that is clearly not healthy, um, yet you stick with it for the unknown. You know, yeah. nothing like think about the times that you have not had a job. Nothing will motivate you more to put plays together and get a job than not having one. Mm-hmm. You know, so. When I was young, obviously I don't suggest anyone do this now, but when I was young, I would fucking leave a job um, without having a new one mm-hmm. just so it would light a fire under my ass to mm-hmm. find something. Um, you were put in a position where you're forced to figure it, figure it out. Figure it the fuck out. Like I would I would work for a week or two, just get a paycheck, quit, party, spend that paycheck, and then go get another job. And yeah. Vicious <laughs> cycle. And just right. keep going. Yeah. No, I... It, the other thing too is like if I spend any more than a year at a job, I will fucking just stay there. Not because I like it, you know. I and I've left and gone to a few different dealerships and like my first dealership when I went to leave was bad. I mean, it was, it was terrible for me. And I didn't talk about it too much in the time because there was a lot of variables there. And I was still trapped in that mindset, but realistically, you know, I had been at my first spot and I felt like I owed them a great debt because they took a chance on me with no prior experience, um, helped me change my life, Mm -hmm. you know, accomplish things I didn't think were possible, make money in ways I didn't think were possible. And, you know, I had a lot of mentorship there. I noticed over time, though, like the flaws in some of the mentorship. It's easy to take a young and an unknowing mind and kind of manipulate it to do it the way you want yeah, it to be done. It, and it, ignorance is bliss. So when you don't know a pay plan, you're you're, and it's already better money than you've ever been used to making. It's easy to manipulate that pay plan so the mentor can get paid more, mm-hmm. if not just the same off of the work you're doing so you know once i put everything together and decided to leave they didn't want to let me leave they got so mad to the point where they held a conference with the staff to let them know that i had gone behind their back and took in another position oh. while i'm there i'm like dude you guys are fucking fried bro wow. and and as I'm, dude. So no, dude. I I I I walked out. I didn't stay in. But here's here's where it gets crazy. And this is where you have to put yourself in this situation in a professional work environment. When I put my two weeks in, the guy was like, "No, I don't believe that." He was like, "That's funny." I said, "I'm not kidding." He goes, "Yeah, you're funny." He was just like, no, but really, what's going on? I said, dude, I am leaving. 14 days, bro. Yeah. And he was just like, oh, really? Where are you going to go? And I told him, which was a fucking mistake. So he starts calling. He starts making a call while we're in there. And I said, should I just, should I walk out? Like, do I not, do you not need to talk to me? Because you're clearly busy. He goes, no, I want you in here. Puts the phone on speaker, says, do you know this person? It's my new boss. It's his number. And I go, yeah. He goes, okay, just. Go ahead and sit down. Puts it on speaker. Dude answers the phone. He goes, yo, you're taking my guy from me? And he's like, what are you talking about? He goes, you're taking, mob boss? You're, you're taking Tristan from me? And he was like, yeah, bro. He's not happy with the pay plan. And uh, we're giving him some better opportunity here. He goes, you're not fucking taking You know how much time I invested in him? This and that. And I'm sitting there like, bro, what? The investment doesn't mean anything, though. So he, he shaped you, so he thought he was helping you. But in reality, you were helping him. And, he, and now he felt like I had owed him. So he puts it on mute while the dude's saying his part. And he goes, I just want you to know, I'm going to make sure that he doesn't hire you. And then I'm going to fire you for turning your back on me. I said, and I just had my daughter. I said, why would you do something like that? He goes, because I did this. He pointed to himself like, I did this. I said, okay. I said, go ahead. I said, uh, but I, you know, you don't have much more time with me. So he takes it on and he goes, um, you know, you really can't take him. And the, and the guy on the phone just goes, brother, it's already set in stone. You know, he's coming. I hired him. Like, yeah. Nothing like, you can say. I hired him personally. I am, I am the GM in this bitch. Damn. He's coming. Um, so he's like, all right, well, I guess you can take him then. Hang us up the phone. He's like, get the fuck out. Dude, that's a tattoo his forehead on my fucking knuckles. That's That's such a toxic fucking way to leave a job that toddler dog. That's insane, bro. 
It's absolutely insane. But the car business is ruthless, bro. Oh, I mean, I that's, you wonder why car salesmen have a bad name. It's for fucking they're people sharks. like that. They don't care about you. They smile at you. I'm not saying like you don't. No, no, no. Like, I get it. Really, like I, I personally feel like car dealer dealers don't care about you. Like they, they want to, they want to smile on your face, relate to you for a little bit. Hook, line, sinker, got you stuck, sold you the car, see you later. Yeah, yeah. And so here's the here's the reality. Not everybody. No, but, but you're not. You're not wrong. There is a lot of people that um, know the art of, like, manipulation or the, the, the laws of power. Um, and they use that to their advantage to kind of manipulate and alter the people who are unknowing of certain facts and processes. But... Um, you do meet the people that are just in it to simply try to help. Yeah. Um, and obviously you can't please everyone, but no. you can, you can try, you know? And so my mentality when I first started was treat everyone like it's the only person you will see or get to talk to today. True. You know, stayed hungry, tried to always help a situation and never gave a fuck about like asking like, what can I, what will I make on this deal? If I do this, I just figured out what they wanted what they were looking to accomplish money wise and payment wise and then would just try to make it work based on that not right. based on my ulterior it you should know, never motives. matter about how much you're going to make off of them it just, right. no matter what you bring somebody in you get them a car you're going to make something and make them happy with the car they got because, because they'll come back they will continue to come back they'll and tell send their friends people. that when they have kids and their kids get older and if you're still at the same spot they'll send your kids to you or if you mm -hmm. went to a new spot and they knew about it because they follow you they will follow you they'll send their kids to you Dude, I word of mouth is powerful. I've sold probably over a dozen full families vehicles. Um, I'd say in the last two years, I've sold yeah almost twelve full families a lineup of vehicles, which that's is like, insane. That's like three cars a family, right? At least, right? I feel like mom, right. dad. Some of them I've done you know up to five per sure. family, but it's insane, you know. Um, yeah, dude, it's it's absolutely beautiful. Not to mention the friends and the neighbors. You know, it's it's crazy the way the world works. Mm -hmm. But you know, if you take and that's just a life lesson. You take care of people. It's a full circle. They're gonna take care of you in turn. They're gonna want to come back to you regardless of the situation. This can be work. This can be a friendship. This could be anything. Um, you know, you take care of people. They're gonna take care of you. Yep. Um, and 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 that's where. I think things matter in life is is just being a good fucking just be a good person. Hell yeah, you know. Hell yeah, that's how it was for me at the gym. Like I I, I saw the same people every single day, day in and day out, and I knew the routine. I knew so many members by their names. Like it, it was crazy that you would think like, how do you fucking know this, bro? Like how do you how do you remember what they're about to do when they come in? Yep. How do you know what locker they're gonna use? I just I pay attention and I genuinely cared. Mm -hmm. I did not cared like a past tense. I like I do care. <laughs> right. Like and that goes the, a long way. My favorite thing is Christmas time, bro. Give me that fucking Target gift card. Give me that Starbucks card. I love it. I'll take it all in. Yep. I take it all in. I love that. I love that. And that and so that's something where people immediately trust you or like you or are fond of you when you are interested in what they have to say or what they're doing, you know? Mm -hmm. And this isn't like in a in a malicious way but people love to talk about themselves yep. hence why we're making a fucking podcast yep. but um i've learned that through being a, a salesman is people love to talk about themselves let them talk about what they want to talk about good. and get like it's as their much, time to shine as much as i think this might be the only person i'll talk to today realistically i'm making 300 calls a day so that's not the only person mm -hmm. uh, but i might be the only person they talk to that day so let them have the floor say what they need there's a lot you can find out about people by just giving them the opportunity to talk mm -hmm. you know and by looking at their shoes yeah well dude i'm wearing crocs please don't say that you're right at home. Now. yeah i know it's okay you're comfortable yeah <laughs> Um, so we did talk cause I got to go and get this vaccine here around one o'clock. Um, we did talk, we did talk briefly off air about getting the vaccine and where we stood on any of that. Um, mm. I got the Pfizer. Have you been seeing some of the backlash that like Johnson and Johnson mm -hmm. has been getting shit like mm -hmm. that? Absolutely fucking crazy. Yeah. I'm um, not convinced. I, I have no, like I told you, I have no reason why not to get it, but I don't have a solid reason to get it. Yeah. Other than COVID's a thing. Like, that to me is not solid enough, but the point you brought up earlier. Um, with the cancer and HIV. Yeah, and with the, you know, they, they, it's something that's that's relevant and it's serious, 
and they're not necessarily trying to make money because they don't get this vaccine out. People will die. The less people there are, the less money they can make. So send the vaccine out. That way people do get it. They make money. People are here longer. And then they're going to develop more complications, whether it's from the vaccine or their own health concerns. Money is just coming out the wild. Right. So. Right. Maybe I'll get it one day. I'm just going to kind of watch it. Watch and I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I think for me and being around a wide variety of different people from all walks, um, having the vaccine will put them at ease, hopefully. You know, mm-hmm. I did it more so for everyone else. Right, um, right. And I would encourage anyone that is interested in it to go and, and do it. You know, there's a lot of opportunity to find it. Um, you just got to ask around. I just, and I, man, don't bash people. They're not going to get it. Don't yeah, bash no, them. Yeah, no, either way, either way. They don't get it. Either way. It's 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 just like voting. I mean, it's yeah. your right to, do, to do either. Do? Um, unless they mandate that you have to. Um, the choice is completely yours. But yeah. if you are interested, I'd encourage you to ask questions and find a place to do it. Um, the place I'm going to today is my second vaccine, and I have literally received both of them um, with no hassle, no charge, very easy to get, um, and they don't turn down anyone. So just keep that keep that in your mind. Um, we are probably going to wrap up. Tommy, you got anything else? Um, not at all. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be part of the team. I'm happy to grow. I want to develop. I want to fucking, I want to go crazy with this. Go Um, stupid. Yeah. Hi, baby. (laughs) So guys, thank you guys for tuning in to the mind. If I crash podcast, like we were saying, Tommy's here. He's going to be helping out a ton. He's always going to be mic'd in. Let me know what you guys want to hear from him, who you guys want to see next. Don't forget the podcast is available on all platforms. Apple podcast. Spotify, SoundCloud. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment on whichever device you're using to stream, whatever app. Please subscribe. Please give the episodes a like. It makes a world of difference for us and the views we can potentially get in the long run. Um, Another thing that's definitely worth mentioning, guys, um, if you or anyone you know has a business or an idea that you are looking to promote, reach out to us. Um, We're going to be accepting as many sponsors as we can um, for absolutely anything. It's not like we're going to be charging anything crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, Just if you're looking to get a message out, out or promote your business or your idea reach out to us let us know what it is and we will gladly plug you in um give you plenty of time nice uh little um ad and we'll keep things moving guys thank you so much we will see you next week also please 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 ask us questions throw topics out at us because i got a fucking a loud mouth shit can get wild and i want to get wild shit gets active you heard the man um we are going to start plugging on all of our socials too so if you're not following mind if i crash on instagram go do it now like the mind if i crash podcast page on facebook um we're also going to start doing some some goofy little bits on tiktok so don't forget to get active let us know what you guys want to see and we'll talk to you soon (laughs) Uh